morning. Had to check if it was morning or afternoon then. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. We're on a tight schedule, so we've got half an hour because I've got a sick doggy this morning. Oh, what's wrong with him? Uh, he's just yelping when he's jumping up and down on the chair and stuff. So and I've had a play around with his paws and stuff and doesn't seem to be anything there. So better get him checked out. The only appointment I got, could get was 12. So. Um, so yeah, we'll get stuck in. I'll get him sorted, but we'll get stuck in. Awesome. Um, a few questions across the groups and on the other uh, podcast thread, which I think I've got all of them. If not, please make us aware and we will answer them. We, won't, we haven't ignored them on purpose. Um, first one from Kirsty, just from group one and in the graduates, which from group one. She knows we've answered questions on goals before. Most of us have weight loss goals as our main goal. But what I'd like to know is how do I set a goal for what my weight should be? I'm losing weight week on week and I'm getting close to where I think I should be, but I don't really know what my weight should be. Will I know when I get there? What do you think, Emma? Very good question. And I really love that this is something that, what are you doing? Sorry about that. Carry on. God, please, Jonathan. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that this is something that people are considering and actually thinking about because a lot of these, a lot of diets or fad diets obviously not upgrade you but they sort of don't have an end point or yeah. they almost don't expect to get good enough results to ever have an end point so this is something we really focus on that once you've lost the fat you want to lose we want to show you how to maintain that now the question here is really like how do I know when I've lost enough fat or when I'm at a position I want to maintain and that's really up to you so um you know, how do you feel? Do you feel more confident in your clothes? Are you happy with how you look? Is your gym performance good? Are you happy with your life balance? Um, you know, you probably want to be at a stage where you feel good, you've got energy, and you can also eat out a few times a week and feel comfortable doing that and enjoy the foods that you that you enjoy. Um, and you've got a good sort of balance there. So there's not a defined point where we want you to reach. It's really in, like it's really how you want to look and feel. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think one big thing on what Emma's already just said there is like there isn't a specific weight for you to hit at all. Like it really does depend on how you look, you feel, how it kind of fits in with your social life. So to get super, super lean, for instance, like really lean, a lot of people can't have a social life at all to be, able to, to be able to maintain that or a social life that they want to. So you want to be able to, you want to put your, how you want to look, you want to align that with your lifestyle um, to a certain degree and just make sure that you are happy. There's no point in being super lean if you're not able to go out with your friends, you're not able to socialize. And when I mean super lean, I mean really, really um, stupidly lean, like a lot of people firstly aspire to get to and then realize that actually... I want to enjoy my life a bit more. I want to stay healthy, stay fit, stay toned, etc. But I don't want to put it to that kind of extent. So it really comes down to kind of enjoyment and definitely don't focus on the scale. One thing that I get personally a few times that we've had in the group is um, I want to get leaner. I want to lose body fat, but I don't want to go under X amount of stone, if that makes sense as well. So that's one thing that kind of crap crops up. And I always think, well, it doesn't really matter what you weigh. Like you'll get to a point that you're happy with and regardless what the scale says, like that's that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's completely true. And often, you know, it can go one of two ways. You can either get to, say a lot of people have in their head this sort of goal weight, which is yeah. an arbitrary figure. And you don't know how you're going to look or feel at that weight. Yeah, definitely. So you might reach your goal weight and think, actually, I'd quite like to lose a, a couple more kilograms and that's what I'm going to do. Or you might get your goal weight and think, 
or you might not get to your goal weight mm. and think actually I'm happy where I am already yeah um, oh definitely and I think as well some people will say oh I want to lose body fat but I don't want to lose any weight as well that's another one have you had that one before Emma yeah and you'll say well your weight's going to go down because what does body fat body fat is weighing body fat does weigh and that kind of goes on to our next question from Katrina and she's asked I'm sorry I'm just going to get my dog over here um <laughs> She has asked, she feels this might be a silly question. However, if I'm, gain, if, I'm gaining, shush, if I'm gaining muscle, should my weight increase? So that's the question there. So if she's gaining muscle, should her weight increase? Um, okay, so I know Katrina's been losing weight so far, which is awesome, because she was in a kind of fat loss phase, a leaning phase. And you will, at a much, much quicker rate, be able to gain and lose body fat much quicker than um, gaining muscle. And that's something that it just is like it takes a lot longer to build muscle than it does body fat. So you can, if you've gone from possibly being on a less than optimal routine before not having enough protein, not having your nutrition dialed in, etc., you can build muscle and lose body fat at the same time. But generally speaking, if you're in a calorie deficit, you're trying to lose body fat. Even if you are building muscle, the scale will still go down because of the rate at which you build muscle and lose body fat. So that's something that, um, you should be kind of looking at, well, that's something that will be happening, basically. Yeah, and I mean, so very new trainers, or if you're very new to lifting weight, you yeah. can increase your muscle mass to a, a quicker extent than if, you're, yeah. if you've been lifting for a long time. But even then, the rate that you can build muscle, as Jonathan's already said, is far slower than the rate at which you can lose fat. Definitely, absolutely. So if we were, if we get to the point, Katrina, because um, I know you're already quite lean, where we get to a phase that we want to maintain or build muscle and go into a surplus, then we will want our weight to increase. But for the time being, as we want to get leaner, um, the scale weight, um, as well as kind of your measurements, etc., will be coming down. So that's what we'll be looking for. Awesome. Yeah. What have we next, got next? We've got, this is group two. Um, first one's from Vicky Yates. What do you do when you can't face food slash not hungry, but are way off your calorie target, Emma? Um, I think that depends on how frequently this is. I mean, if it's happening every day, then we might need to, you know, have a chat with you and look at maybe what your calorie target is, what you're eating, why you're feeling that way, if there's something else that's going on. If it's just a one-off occurrence, like, oh, I'm just really not hungry today, I wouldn't read too much into it. Um... And again, it depends how far off you are. So if we're talking, oh, you know, your calorie target's 1,600 calories, you've eaten 1,400 and you're not really hungry anymore, absolutely fine. Just don't eat anymore. If we're talking you've only eaten 800 calories that day and you've got no appetite, then we'd need to think about what's actually going on and, yeah, yeah have, a, have a bit more of a, a look into that. So I think maybe giving us a little bit more context to that would be useful because, if it's something that's happening all the time, then there might be another reason for it or something that we should consider. If it's just a one-off occurrence, then I just wouldn't worry about it. Definitely. And if it is a regular thing, just making sure that, or if it is kind of semi-regular, just making sure that you're getting your protein in and you might not feel like it, you might not be hungry, but it's the same kind of thing. I don't feel like going to the gym every day. Not everybody does, but it's something that you need to do in order to achieve the goals that you want. So just make sure that that is something that might be a case of when you're not maybe hungry and your protein's low, having a shake or kind of increasing your protein that way. So, um, yeah. cool. Next one's from Leslie Sao Sage Andrew. 
and it's how to motivate yourself when really when you really can't be bothered. Basically, okay. you can't always rely on motivation. Yeah, absolutely. Some, some days you've just got to get it done and results will give you motivation. So if you stick to the plan, you start getting results, you'll start wanting to keep sticking to the plan because you can see those results that you're getting. And we can guarantee that if you stick to the plan, you will get results. Oh, and absolutely. that's motivating in itself. I think one of the things, and I say this quite often, is that when it comes to health and fitness, like there's not many things in life that you will get out what you put in. But when it comes to this, you will. And there's no sort of denying it. Like if, if you stick to your diet, if you stick to your exercise, you will get results. Oh, absolutely. Like, and it, for me, that's hugely motivating. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, like there's just, you've got your calorie intake, you've got your training, you've got your app and um, you've got the check-in threads. There's absolutely a correlation between people that succeed on our programs and the very, very, very few that don't succeed. They're the ones that aren't checking in. They're the ones that aren't just doing the very, very simple basics. Um, everybody that does the check-ins, does the weekly reviews, um, is sticking to the targets and adhering to them gets results like over the eight weeks every single person this uh, is a fact absolutely um next question from tasha so eating out and what are best choices on a menu um also i'm going to london for two days next week might get steps in but that's about it any suggestions on damage limitation when eating out probably be a few alcoholic drinks there too. Is that a big no when dieting? Thanks. Okay, so firstly, please go ahead and watch the how to eat out and count calories, drink alcohol video in the nutrition section of the website because that is going to give you a ton of information that you can apply, uh, show you how to use my fitness pal in order to do that, etc. That's going to be very, very, very helpful. Um, choices wise, so as far as menus are concerned, you want to ideally, again, it tells you on this video, but ideally ask for sauces on the side. Remember that you don't need to finish your plate. You don't need to eat three courses. Um, you don't need to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can fast. There's lots of different things that you can do in order to make sure that you're eating lower calories while you're away. Like not snacking is another big one. So sticking to two large meals or three meals with two smaller meals a day while you're away is another big factor too. Um, Drinks-wise, alcohol-wise, so spirits and mixers are going to have much less calories in them than beers, ciders, wines, um, so looking at it that way. Keeping your steps up, obviously trying to be as active as possible, getting public transport um, as little as you can, just kind of keeping things up that way is always a good idea. Nothing wrong with alcoholic drinks when dieting whatsoever. They have calories in them. Um, just like foods, obviously there's maybe no nutrients or not as many nutrients in them depending on what you're drinking, but there's definitely not a no-no. It's just a case of it's very easy to increase your calorie intake when drinking alcohol so it's not going to stop body fat it's not uh, sorry it's not going to stop fat loss it's not going to slow your metabolism anything like that it's just a case of those drinks do have do have calories in them and are easy to consume so definitely go watch that video if you have any questions with it still then you can obviously post up in the questions do you want to add anything to that emma i'll just add a very interesting study i'm saying this sarcastically um and they looked at so it's not it's obviously not just the calories in alcohol which are the problem when it comes to dieting it's yeah. usually the choices that you make after drinking alcohol so that's like the hangover breakfast you have or the kebab you have on the way home so yes account for the calories you're eating that you're consuming in alcohol definitely need to do that but also know that you're much more likely to make poor food choices when you've got a hangover or 
um, if you've been drinking. So one thing they were saying in this study, which was almost pointless, kind of obvious um, <laughs> outcome, but that staying hydrated and keeping hydrated was a really good idea. So, you, you know, when you get in after a night out and you've been drinking, like do try and get a big glass of water before you go to bed and mm-hmm. you, know, you shouldn't feel as bad in the morning, which means that hopefully you won't need that quote unquote hangover breakfast to soak up all the alcohol. It's more just you can get back to your normal eating pattern the next day. Yeah, awesome. Great. Um, so hope that helps, Tasha. Next one's from Dawn. So home workouts, what combination of exercises or times a week is needed to get the best consistent fat loss? I carry more fat predominantly around my tummy area. Is there any particular exercise I could do to get it gone? Or is, that, is it about the consistency of doing any exercise a certain amount of times per week, Emma? Sorry? Is it? What was the last bit? Or is it about the consistency of doing any exercise or being consistent with any type of exercise a certain amount of times a week? Yes, I mean, that's going to be the most important thing. Uh, Consistently exercising every... Like, you know, I would try not go two to three days without doing some kind of exercise. You can do that at home. You can do that in the gym. Will you get better results from gym workouts? Yes, probably. Um, But you can get brilliant results from home workouts. And like I said before about the motivation, like you will get out what you put in um, and there's no two ways about that. Absolutely. I think as well, you said you could do three, four, I can't remember what it was, Dawn, off the top of my head, times per week exercise from home. So if that's what you said you can commit to, then that's what you should be doing. Okay. But I asked you that question. We asked you that question for a reason. So that's what you should be doing um, at home as far as what you said you could commit to. If it's less than that, then it's less than that. But if that's if you said three times a week, get those three times a week home workouts in. And as far as spot reduction, there's no particular exercise you can do to reduce body fat from a particular area. It really is a case of nailing your nutrition, losing body fat, and it will come off as a whole. People will lie to you about saying that, yeah, you can do certain exercises, you can apply certain creams, you can take certain supplements, etc. But it's just consistency, being consistently in a deficit. And also your training, your actual training doesn't burn fat. Okay, so... It burns some calories, but your main calorie loss or the main kind of deficit you're going to create is from your food. So what's Emma's saying, train to build muscle, diet to lose body fat. That's how it will work. Exactly. Yeah, that's my sort of favorite thing. Next one. Is my dog really loud there, by the way? I yeah, quite, quite loud. Okay. It's, it's backing up airplanes. I've moved to about five different rooms here, so apologize. Next room. Okay. Um... Next one from Dawn again. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Next one from Dawn. The idea is how to get a bit more protein in. Is it munching on two chicken breasts every single day? There is a massive download in the nutrition section, which shows you loads of vegetarian and non-vegetarian protein sources. We also say, again, it's in the nutrition section in the videos. So hint, hint, mm-hmm. um, that you should be eating protein every time you eat. So protein, again, looking at that list that is in the nutrition section, looking at the protein sources, making sure you have a large serving of protein each time you eat. So if that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, three large meals, something like eggs in the morning, something like yogurt in the morning, something like chicken, bacon, ham, tofu, edamame beans, something like that at lunch, and then having fish, beef, something like that at dinner, and prioritizing and building your meals around protein, 
Like literally, it's as simple as having more protein to get your protein up, which I know sounds really silly and sounds really daft if it's not something that you had a lot of in your diet in the first place. But prioritize that, put that in your meal plan first, put that in my fitness pal first, and then add vegetables, then add fats, then add carbohydrates after that. But don't plan your food before you've put a protein source in. Yep, exactly that. Like build every meal around your protein source. Um, as Jonathan says, there's amazing documents, downloads that we've got. Like there's literally no point us listing off stuff now because it's all there and it's all written down because you're going to forget what we say now. So I'd say get on the website and find that. Um, if you can't, then we'll send you a link. But that's going to be a much better resource than me listing off the top of my head different protein sources. Absolutely. Next question is from Fiona. She works out four times a week, but it's running and pull classes. Uh, does this still hit the mark or should I be pushed to get home workouts done, trying to get a balance? Uh, personally, I think pole fitness is going to be very similar to the exercises you'll be doing on the home workouts. Running's a little bit different. So what I'd maybe do is maybe try to replace one of the runnings with maybe one of the home workouts maybe and give that a go um, just to add a bit more resistance work and then kind of doing your pole fitness classes as well and maybe going for like one run or something like that. Um, just see how you get on with that. And I think that personally would be a bit kind of better balance from what's, what would be optimal with those workouts rather than like a couple of runs and a couple of pole classes or three runs and a pole class, for instance. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, trying to get in as much sort of resistance or at least body weight training as possible. So if you can fit the runs in and a bit of a home workout, brilliant. Trying to tag that on the yeah. end of that. Um, and yeah, pole fitness sounds great. And if it's something you enjoy, like that's, that's really what matters if you enjoy it you're going to keep doing it and the consistency is what is going to matter for results absolutely lauren when in a muscle gain phase can you spot build muscle so if you wanted to build muscle on the legs do you train legs more often if that makes sense emma well interestingly yeah you can i wouldn't call it spot building muscle but you can work on definitely maybe lagging body parts or body parts you want to build a bit more um you'll certainly see you know if, if someone only trains upper body it's quite obvious if someone only trains legs it's quite obvious again you'll have your sort of genetic predispositions to that so you know some people mm -hmm. have amazing legs without ever doing a squat in their life and other people have you know a tendency to build muscle up on the you know on their arms as opposed to their legs you know, the typical guy that might have skinny legs and is always complaining about it a lot of that you know sometimes they are training their legs they're just genetically quite have quite skinny legs so there is a sort of predisposition um to what you're going to look like but yes you can definitely build lagging body parts by training them more often definitely i think that's that's uh, exactly right i wouldn't take it to silly extremes like like um we've spoke about before there is a a point of diminishing return so just because doing a little bit more on a certain body part is better doing tons more isn't um, so just make sure that you are, if you are maybe increasing or wanting to increase the size of a certain muscle, maybe like one or two extra sets and then maybe reduce one or two extra sets away from perhaps a body part that's already quite strong. Um, that way you're not kind of adding on half an hour to your workout or anything like that. So, um, that's something I'd suggest personally. Yep. Next question from Tasha, final question on this thread and we've got a couple more on the next. Does age affect metabolic rate? Well, it does very, very, very slightly. Um, I can't remember the exact amount of calories, but it's not very much at all. So yes, your metabolic, metabolic rate will slow as you get older, but it's not as much as people make an excuse 
um, for it to be, if that makes sense. So um, it's not as high as people expect it to be. So when people say, I'm older, I've got more body fat, it's because my metabolism slowed down, etc. It's really not a percentage that's affected too much by your age. It's most likely you're a lot less active than you were when you were younger. So you're burning less calories on a day-to-day basis. You're doing less sport. You're doing less walking. You're doing less commuting. You're sitting down more. You're moving less. Um, they're the kind of main factors as opposed to your actual age. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So the extent to which your metabolic rate slows in terms of how that's going to affect fat loss is negligible. But how your lifestyle has changed, the fact that, yeah, like Jonathan was saying, you move less, you're not out. You know, it can be even as much as like moving from university to a a sort of sedentary job um, or you're doing less sport, you're doing less activity, maybe your commutes now the car as opposed to before you would get in the train but you'd walk to the train or you know whatever whatever it is it's much more likely a lifestyle factor than the Mm -hmm. fact that you're very slightly reducing your metabolic rate as you age absolutely okay next question Karen, my husband and I both eat quite a lot of fresh or frozen fruit, especially in the summer, mainly berries, melon, cherries, grapes, bananas. Just rattled off every single fruit there, I think. (laughs) Um, Is there any need to be concerned about the amount of natural sugars, hashtag natural, we both consume? (laughs) If it's coming from fruit, no. I mean, especially if you're eating it as whole fruit and not just blending it up. Yeah, Um, and you're also not only eating fruit, are you? Like that's not all, everything that you're eating. Like, like with anything, if you're only eating fruit, you are only eating bread. You are only eating chicken breasts. Like that's obviously going to become an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any need to be? Con- oh no, sorry, same bit I read. He is pre-diabetic, but not overweight. Whereas I factor mine into my diet. Neither of us eat a lot of other sweet stuff. Yeah. So no problem with that at all. Personally, um, again, you're not really going to eat that much fruit to cause any issues to if you're, you've already got a healthy and a fit kind of diet then you're not going to be again skimping on everything else you're going to get fiber in your diet fruit vitamins and minerals and despite eating quite a lot of fruit and veg quite a lot of fruit sorry i bet that's probably not that many calories um because it's so um it's so calorie uh low in calories like per portion so you get a lot of volume um of fruit for the calories that you consume yeah, um, what, yeah, so the only thing that I'd worry about is if you were eating loads and loads of fruit in a calorie surplus. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, definitely. That wouldn't obviously help if you're pre-diabetic. But if you're you know, eating to your calorie needs, then by all means, crack on with the fruit. Definitely. Okay. Becky, I've always found myself heavier after training legs. Why is that? Diet has always been spot on on the week. And I was two kilos heavier after our session. That must be you and Becky, was it? Um, but I have noticed this before. Well, what can happen is if you do big leg se- sessions, you can get a bit of inflammation. Um, and in fact, it doesn't necessarily have to be legs, but those are your biggest muscle groups. So it's probably when you're going to see it most likely, that, like and to a larger extent. But as you, so when you train, you have, what happens is you're actually tearing the muscle fibers slightly. Um, and this is what um, stimulates the process of building muscle or adapting to your training stimulus. Um, and when that happens, you're kind of, it's almost like a mini injury to the muscle. So there can be a bit of inflammation around that. And that's what can cause a little bit of weight, weight gain. 
Um, again, as you've noticed, this is totally a fluctuation, not a big deal at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next one for Becky. Can you overtrain? She's currently hitting the gym about six times a week, mainly because she's loving it, which is awesome. But find myself sore after three slash four leg sessions over seven days. Um, probably not to the extent that you are training, I'd say, Becky. If, for instance, you are maybe a little bit sore after doing like multiple leg work, just make sure you or try to spread them out. So try to have like 24 hours if you can rest in between. Um, sorry, 48 hours rest in between, like training the same muscle group, if you can. If you saw after one week, maybe reduce the kind of training on that body part slightly the next week to maybe twice on the le- on your legs and maybe do another couple of upper body sessions or something like that. But probably not to the extent that maybe, well, definitely not to the extent that kind of professional athletes would be hitting personally, I don't think so. Yeah, I'd agree. So there's a couple of things that might be happening here. Um, more likely than overtraining, you're under-recovering. Um, which I guess you could claim as two sides to the same coin, but I know that you know you've, that you've got kids and maybe you don't get enough, enough sleep and you've just started working again and there could be a lot of other things going on. So that could be a factor. Um, it could also be that if it's sessions that you've maybe exercises you've not done very often, they can be much more sore. But trust me, like once you get if you've just started maybe one of the new blocks you might mm-hmm. be feeling pretty sore the first week or two and then doing the same exercises at the same intensity, you won't feel the same soreness. That doesn't mean it's not pushing you as hard. It just means your muscles are more used to it. Um, so that could be a factor as well. So I just keep consistent and, and not worry too much about that. Excellent. Last question or last kind of couple of questions from Laura Patterson in group one. Why is the protein target so essential for weight loss? Um, also, if I am out at the weekend and I've saved enough calories to enjoy myself and stay on target for calories, should I go over my calories to try to and reach my protein target as I always drop protein at the weekend? Okay, so calories for fat loss are king. So do not go over your calories to hit your protein target. If we had, you know, sort of list of a hierarchy of needs here, it would be calories first and then protein below that. The reason we want you to eat high protein are for numerous reasons. So it helps to build and maintain lean body mass. So that's your muscles. Um, Even if fat loss is your main goal, we do want to maintain that because really what you want is to look a certain way. You want to look toned. You want to feel confident. You want to have a nice shape. And that requires not only fat loss, but at least the maintenance of your muscle. So that's why we need protein. Also, it's very satiating. So having higher protein meals makes it much easier to stick to your diet long term. Um, yeah, I'd say that those would be Absolutely. my main points. Yeah, definitely. The only thing I would say is that you can't, unlike calories, like we look at your weekly calorie average, we don't really do that with protein because you can't make up for the benefits of having um, a certain amount of, say, like 20 to 30 grams of ser- protein servings four times a day which is ideal for your muscle kind of recovery and muscle growth, et cetera, and strength growth. You can't make up for that at a later date. So what I mean by that is by having less protein than you need one day, by having more the next day, you're not going to then build or recover from um, having extra protein the next day from the session you did before. So um, that's why we kind of look at protein on a daily basis and then look at your calories on a weekly basis. Yeah. And I guess from a more like sciencey point of view, you want to stimulate that muscle protein synthesis response. Yeah. Um, and to do that, you need to eat 
about 20 grams of protein that's why we want you to build your muscles around it and build your meals around a decent amount of protein so that you can hit that muscle protein synthesis response a couple of times a day at least um that's also why we don't say like oh you could just eat all your protein at dinner you know it's not it's good to have it spaced out and like jonathan's saying it's like it's not it's not the same as calories and that we care about your weekly average we actually care about you spacing that out and having it with each meal um, and that's sort of the reason behind that. So you can't think of protein quite in the same way as calories. Whereas with something like carbohydrates, we don't really mind as much. You could think about that in a in sort of the same way of calories. That if you wanted to have all your carbs in the morning, that's okay. If that's for some reason you wanted to do that, um, or all of them later in the day, again, absolutely fine. But with protein, we want it at each meal. Yeah, absolutely. We have one more question that's just popped up, so we'll we'll be able to do this one. From Gemma. So I've tried to read over this. I don't know if it makes sense. Um, I wrote in the survey, I can only work out three times a week. And Sorry. I wrote in the survey, I can only work out three times a week. I didn't want to commit to much just in case I couldn't, but I work out every day with an occasional rest day. But what I have noticed is I don't have a routine with what work out today Today, I just decided when I get there, should I plan my workout like I plan my food? Okay, so if you want more workouts, if you're going more often, Gemma, then let me know when I can set your uh, my fitness pal up, your uh, PT hub up with more workouts, so it's no problem at all. Um, she said, I just feel certain muscles, i.e. legs, I am not progressing strength. When I do leg days, I still struggle with the same weight and same amount of reps, whereas most of the days I am upping the weight by at least one kilos every week. I don't know what the question is there. I don't know if you're just saying that you're not getting much stronger on your legs. You're just um, showing off that, oh, I'm just upping my weights by a kilogram yeah. every week. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, I mean, what, you're not going to go up every single week yeah. on every single muscle group so, on every single exercise. So what, what could be happening here is that, yeah, at the start, actually, you can go up by a couple of kilograms mm. every week. That will quickly stop. Um, kind of for numerous reasons that we've sort of said already and that building muscle and building strength takes a lot of time so you won't progress Mm. all the time Um, when you first start you can see these huge jumps in progress and we call them sort of newbie gains Um, and Mm. they're really exciting really fun so while they last like keep doing it great it could be that your legs are probably a bit maybe better trained than your upper body maybe you've not been lifting with your upper body as frequently as your legs um which means that it's harder to progress because they're not getting these quote-unquote newbie gains in the same way that maybe your upper body is uh, that could be one thing that they're maybe your legs are already quite strong so there's less sort of progress to be made there oh definitely yeah i agree but yeah that was uh, loads of great questions really really enjoyed that yeah brilliant questions yeah because last week we had none so it's inundated with questions today absolutely maybe just a wee reminder each time as well just the day before or on the day um, that we're taking questions because there were some really great ones there and some that we haven't had before even in the last kind of six seven months so um... yeah yeah brilliant questions so keep them coming even if you want us to elaborate a little bit more i know we were a bit pushed for time today but normally we would spend a little bit longer on each question um also for some reason i'm literally asleep today like I don't know I've actually have a twitch in my eye it's a really yeah. bad time it's a really bad time <laughs> but 
um we got through it and hopefully that made some sort of sense and was kind of useful to some someone yeah i think i think we were, i think we did very well oh well <laughs> if you do say so yourself awesome right thanks very much guys um just comment below if you have any other questions we'll get another thread going and we'll do another next week awesome chat then Bye-bye. bye